Hi, this is Pastor Joshua Morocco, and you are listening to our King's Central Podcast. I hope you get encouraged. I hope the Word of God brings transformation to your life and empowers you. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the Word. good to see you all. I hope you guys had an amazing, amazing Christmas. You guys can be seated tonight. Just always want to give honor where honor is due. Thank you so much. I got the best in-laws in the world. Come on. They're my pastors. They're my in-laws. And they're my mentors. And I'm so grateful. You know, I was just thinking about just what a privilege it is to be raised in this house. You know, being in productions, being in the school, doing outreaches. It's just such a joy. And I was just thinking, you know, when you get rooted and grounded in the house and you're faithful, that canopy of anointing will come upon you. You know, I stand up here not because I'm anything great by any means. It's I'm thankful that I was willing. I said yes to the call of God. I'm always hungry to learn. I, I love to honor those who go, go before me. I also want to honor all of our KC staff. If you are on staff at KC, just wave your hand. Can we give it up for all of our pastors, ministers, our staff? You know, you, you guys are my heroes. You guys are champions. I'm telling you, you guys are some of the hardest workers and so faithful, so kind, and I love you guys. I just feel so blessed to have the best job in the world up here. Amen? Amen. And then lastly, hey, I just I want to encourage you since I'm here because I'm not always here is I want to encourage you all you women I know you've heard it before but I really want to encourage you this year is going to be such a special year not only are we launching to doing two conferences on two islands on two back-to-back -back weekends but I'm really excited that we get to honor our senior pastor pastor Colleen 40 years of ministry and I believe that this year that as women let's rally around her to honor her and we're going to encourage all the extensions if they can to come in or via online. And then also, I just want to share something. You know, one of the things that the Lord put on my heart, I know it's Pastor Colleen's heart as well, is the Lord asked me, how many unsaved and unchurched women are you going to believe God for? And he kind of, it kind of took me back because a lot of times, you know, women's conferences is all of us sisters, all of us coming together and hanging out, having a powerful time and having a good time. And he says, how many are you going to believe God for? And I said, Lord, I, I want more than we've ever seen before. So I'm going to encourage you. We're doing something called Embrace the Sister Initiative. And I'm going to challenge every one of you to not only come to the conference, but to bring someone who's never been to this church. Bring someone who needs Jesus. How many of you women know someone in your life, in your workplace, in, in your neighborhood? in your family that can, can come to know Jesus. And one of my hearts was, I said, Lord, I want to see over $5,000 come in so we can put towards sponsoring women. Can I tell you, already somebody in Oahu gave $5,000 towards that. And I believe if you feel have a heart to give towards that, we're going to reach women and we're going to see women change and from transformations ministering all over the island. Amen? Amen. All right, I, I'm done and I, I'm jumping on to my word. If you can turn with me to 1 Samuel 30 this evening. And I, you know, I'm getting all the cool lights tonight. It must be something fun. You know, every time Pastor Josh is gone in Oahu, something crazy happens when he's gone. One time that we had a big storm, the power went out. Another time we have crazy manifestations on the floor. I'm like, why does it always happen when he's got to leave? You know, so I must, it must be something. But let's uh, read with me at 1 Samuel 30. 
It says, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev at Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and their sons. Now, just put yourself in David's position right now. Their wives, their sons, and their daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahilam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David, everyone say, but David. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Woo, I love that. Then David sent for Abathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. Abathar brought it to him and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? The Lord said, pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. David and 600 men with him came to Besor Valley where some stayed behind. 200 of them were too exhausted to cross the valley, but David and the other 400 continued the pursuit. Let's pray. Come on, just stretch your hands out to me tonight and just pray that God would open your heart to receive. Lord, we pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would fill this house. We thank you that you're already moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. You are already setting ablaze, Lord, men, men and women. Lord, even as we end one year and w- walk into a new year, God, with fresh vision, fresh passion to serve you strengthened, Lord God, not not taken back by what has happened in 2020, but God excited about what's about ready to happen in 2021. So anoint me tonight as I speak your word. Use me as your, your servant, as a vessel, God, ready just to serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, looking at this year, 2020, what comes to mind? I mean, really, like think about this last year, and I think none of us ever thought what came was, would have came, right? I mean, let's think back. We have COVID, of course, we're still in that. You know, fear, health issues, loss of jobs, disruption of your plans. Anybody's plans get disrupted. You thought you're gonna go here or do this. Political turmoil, racial tension, financial struggle. I mean, it, it's kind of almost hilarious to the point where can anything else happen? Can anything else? I mean, just when you thought you're like, this is enough, it's a little bit more, right? And, and this is the reality. We have hit on every side. And maybe some of you are like David. You feel weak. You felt shocked. You weren't ready for what was about ready to happen. Um, I know as pastors, it, it's not been an easy season. Dr. Marco, I mean, we serve under you. And I, I know what Pastor Josh and I at times felt the pressure of the turmoil of, of you know, everybody's Everybody has an opinion, right? Either you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. They have their judgments. And I thank God we're a church that stayed open. We're a church that has pushed the boundaries and we, and God is gonna honor that. God is gonna honor the fact that we have not allowed this situation to stop us. Yes, we've moved in wisdom, but you know, it's not an easy to make decisions in this time when there's so much going on. But you know what, on the flip side, how many of you would say that there's some amazing blessings that have happened this past year? Come on. There's a silver lining to everything. You can either see the glass half empty or the glass half full. God has done amazing things. How about you've had more family time? Maybe you had a greater perspective. I know for me, I mean, 
we're busy. So to stop was like totally different from, from us. And I realized, wow, Lord, I, I just need to sit down and play more with my kids. I need to just talk to them, uh, FaceTime. I, not FaceTime, but FaceTime, right? You know, we need to do things that we maybe never did before because we were going at such a fast pace. You know, I like to say, you know, in this season, you gotta eat. How many of you have heard this saying before? You gotta eat the meat and spit out the bones, okay? My dad has a lot of sayings, okay? You'll hear them in my sermons every once in a while. One of them is adjust and adjust and a re readjust again. And I'm like, no, nah, that's pretty much 2021, I mean 2020, right? But you gotta eat the meat, spit out the bones, meaning let's take the good of what God did. And you know, even in the midst of the chaos, even in the midst of all that came against us, and you know, as I was driving down here to share the word, and I'll dive into the passage in just a second, I felt the Lord quicken in my heart to play a video that we played for our prophetic conference before our prophetic conference or our power conference. And it was Prophet Jim LaFoon's prophecy over us, I believe it was in 2014. And I want you to hear this because this is the word of the Lord. When you're talking about needing to get fresh perspective, you need to get a word from the Lord, amen? So if you guys have it ready, is it working up there? I would love for you guys to play this video. I want you to watch what God has done in our church even throughout the years. this shopping center, I'm about ready to perform a miracle, says the Lord. There is going to come like a miracle rain on this shopping center, and I'm getting ready, says the Lord, to even pick up the finances of this center on my broad shoulders and bless you. And Lord, as we burn this mortgage now, we are asking you to cause every debt of KC to be paid off. a flood of problems to deal with in your seventh year, but there will be a time of an economic uncertainty that will be a year in play by that time. It will be so bad, says the Lord, that the people of this island will be shaken. There'll be almost like a strange um, thing that happens in one of the countries that come to this place. Even the hotel industry will be shaken, but my people will not be shaken because their roots are in me, and you will find yourself, says the Lord, and I will make this place a storehouse for and for the needy. That by that time, says the Lord, I will stock you with so much money and so much semi-trucks that you will be like a holy storehouse. Amazing. Isn't that so powerful? How in 2014, God brought the man of God, Prophet Jim LaFoon, to prophesy that word. And so when, you know, when all this started happening, that is the word we clung on to. And I even changed my title on the way down because the Lord said, I want you to play that video. And so my title tonight is Not Shaken, Strengthened. And I feel like that is a, is, is a picture of our church in this season that we have not, people have been shaken. But here in KC, we have not been sh shaken. We have been strengthened. Amen. Come on. 
If you receive that right now, just lift your hands and say, I am not shaken, but I am going to be strengthened by the word of the Lord. And we need to hear and heed the word of the Lord. And now I want you to just look at the passage below, just what I read. You know, we're talking about David. When we're talking about being shaken, actually, I want to read Psalm 62 because I feel like this is a picture of what we need to be. It says, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will never be shaken. He alone is my rock and salvation. He is my fortress and I'll not be shaken. Come on, God is trying to say something to us that even amidst so much going on, that we can look to God and know that he is gonna strengthen us through this season. And when we look at David in this story, here's David and his men who were off trying to fight another battle and his wife and his children and the sons and the daughters, everything they had left. And they were on their way back and here they come to fire, everything destroyed and everything gone. Everything they owned their children, their wives, their daughters. Can you imagine what you felt? It says they wept so hard, they, could, they had no strength left. It's those moments in life, you just can't figure it out. You're wondering, you're going, why God, what's happening? So much so that these men that were this close to David, that were like his mighty men, were about ready to turn on him and stone him because they were so distressed, so discouraged. So what did David do? How did he respond in this moment? How would you respond in that moment? How have we responded in this season? Well, let's take a look, because I'm gonna give you three points tonight, really simple. Three things that David did to overcome loss and gain the victory. And if you've experienced any kind of loss this year, let me just tell you that it's God can recover everything that was lost and then some. God will give you the victory as long as you stay tied to God and realize that he will not let you be shaken. Now, sometimes we need to be shaken in ways like sin needs to be shaken off. Lethargy needs to be shaken off. Sometimes we need to shake off. Come on, kind of like the apostle Paul, just shake off that viper. There is sometimes a shaking to get ready and a refining to get you ready for the purpose that God has, amen? So I wanna give you the first point. The first thing that David did as we look in this scripture is that he strengthened himself. Everyone say that with me. He strengthened himself. Now I started thinking about that going, what? What, what, do you, what did that mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm taking a moment to think of what, what, what do you think David would do in this moment? What does it mean to strengthen yourself? Well, first of all, I love that it said, but David found strength in the Lord, his God. There's a personal aspect and an intimacy that David had. I mean, you look at David's history. You look at what he went through, that he was tight with God. He had an intimate relationship with Jesus. And when hard times come, it will show where you are with the Lord. It will show if you have a firm foundation on the Lord. It will show if he really is the anchor to your soul. Because when things start shaking, when things start getting pulled from your life, but I love it, it says he found strength in his God. See, no one else was there. His wives weren't there. His children weren't there. His men were about ready to stone him. See, it's so easy sometimes to, when we're feeling down, just to turn to anybody and everybody for that encouragement. Well, in this moment, all he had is God. Sometimes the Lord will put you in those places, feeling of isolation so that you seek him 
to get strength from him. But I believe what it means to strengthen yourself is number one, he strengthened himself in the word, the word of God. You gotta hold on. It says the word of God is alive and active. Everyone say that with me. It's a, it is alive. It's, it wasn't just alive back then. It's alive right now for your situation, whatever you're going through, whatever problem you have, whatever you're seeking God on and you're going, what, what do I do about this situation with my husband? What do I do with this situation in my job? Guess what? The word of God is alive. It has the answers. It has the peace. It has the strength that you need right now. How many of you, when you've gotten in the word, you just started, you were feeling down, you were feeling discouraged, but then you started getting in the word. And oh boy, that word just came alive. Man, you've read that scripture a million times, but today that scripture meant something to you. That scripture was a rhema word that came deep into your heart. But the second thing under strengthening yourself is I believe he had to remember. You have to remember what God's already brought you through. See, I find myself when I'm going through something, I can feel like it's all, the, the world is falling in on me. Everything is too big. My husband laughs at me because early on in our marriage, you know, I've learned to carry more weight over the years. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still getting there. I feel like baby steps. But I remember in the first years of being married, I used to go, I have a thousand things to do. And he's like, really? He goes, tell me about them. And I'm like, this and this and this. And he goes, really, a thousand? And I'm like, well, it feels like a thousand. You know, I mean, come on, ladies. You know what I'm talking about. It feels like the weight of the world is on you. But you've got to remember, if God brought you through before, he will do it again. He is faithful. You need to know God's character. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you start feeling down, you've got to start looking back at when he brought you through. How many of you, God's healed your body before? Okay, good. See, maybe right now you're struggling with pain, but go remember. Oh yeah, God healed me. I know he can heal me. And I love this in Psalms 34. Here's David. Here's David talking in Psalms 34. And it says this, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I mean, come on, he was brokenhearted. And save those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects his bones, not one of them will be broken. Can you imagine in that moment, David had to remember. I believe David probably went back to the day that he had to face a giant named Goliath. When all of Israel was afraid and no one would step up, but he stepped up because he says, it is not by my might. It's not by my power. It is by God. Amen. And he remembered that God gave him the victory. Some of you need to remember. Rewind past 2020 a little bit. Some of you have struggled and that's been hard. But remember, don't forget those things. But also I believe that David in that moment when it talks about strengthening himself, I believe he worshiped. 
He was a worshiper. Come on, he is a psalmist. I believe that he probably threw his hands up and fell on his knees and just started worshiping God, just like he did as a young boy in the, in the pastures when he began to worship. I'm telling you, worship is so powerful because it gets your eyes off of you and onto God. It positions God in the place where he can move, where he can do something great in your life. Are you guys with me tonight? Come on. So number one, how he overcame loss and gained victory is he strengthened himself in the Lord through the word, through remembering and through worship. Come on, I think we all can gain an increase in those areas. Amen. But number two, I love this. It says he inquired of the Lord. He sought God first. Everyone say pray first. That is something that we have to practice in our lives, whether big or small, is instead of going to your spouse or to your friend or to your boss or to your financial advisor or going to Siri. Hello, Siri. Tell me what's happening today, right? I mean... Or, hey, Alexa, tell me the weather today. Or, hey, Alexa, tell me where I should put my money today. I mean, come on, guys. We got to be careful there. Heller. We need to go to God first. We need to pray first on big and small, everything in between, those decisions. We need God's wisdom. We need God's favor. We need God because he's the only one, the only one that can see beyond this moment. Amen. And that's why this time of fasting and prayer is so important. That's why we're positioning ourselves to inquire of the Lord, to seek God in this moment. And you know, it's interesting because Pastor Marco, I, I actually remember this message from, I think years ago. It's amazing how certain messages just stick, but it was about the Gibeonites with Israel, right? And Israel, it was with Joshua, they just defeated Jericho. And there was this, these people that, that dressed up as if they were from a far off land. And they say, please make covenant with us, please help us. And they looked so poor and so needy. And they were so, they were deceiving Joshua. And guess what Joshua did out of his nice heart. He's just like, okay, we'll make covenant with you. We'll protect you and come in. Come to find out they're like 30 minutes away. They were the enemies in which God says, do not spare even one. And I remember that message that you preached about inquiring of the Lord. When we do not inquire of God about business decisions, about ministry decisions, about family decisions, come on, havoc can reign. We make covenant with things we should be not making covenant with. We've got to make covenant with God before anything else. And now, especially when there's fear throughout all this world, watch, please watch what you watch. I would say, I would say social media and some of the news channels, maybe we should fast it all and just seek the word of God for the answer and for direction in our life. Amen. But also, in a few chapters before 1 Samuel 30, it's 1 Samuel 25. And I believe David learned a lesson. How many of you guys remember the story of Abigail and Nabal? Okay, so Nabal was a mean, horrible, not so nice man. Abigail was his sweet wife. David and his men came to, to, to Nabal and said, hey, can you feed us? You're having kind of a celebration. I would love to, to can you just help us out, okay? And Nabal like just dissed him. I mean, just disrespected David, was just like, who are you? And David 
started fuming. You know what I'm talking about when you just, the smoke is coming out of your ears? And he was about ready to go slaughter the whole house of Nabal without even thinking. And thank God for Abigail who came and became a peacemaker and and stopped the whole situation. But isn't this interesting that in this moment, David inquired of the Lord. Now, if someone just didn't give me food and you know, whatever, that's okay. But someone takes my wives and my children and my, my belongings and all these things. Don't you think you would run all you men out here? If someone took your wife, your children, Do you think you would even think twice before just running after them? Think about that. My husband said that before too. He's like, I would would hurt somebody, you know, if anybody tried to come up against you, right? But David learned something, that in emotion, in raw emotion that is not submitted to the Holy Spirit, you can do things that you'll regret the rest of your life. Your reputation will be ruined. You'll you'll not have access where you did because you blew up and you did things in a rash decision. But this moment, David inquired of the Lord. He realized that he needed God's help, that, that, that David's arm was too short, but God's hand would stretch beyond what he could even think. Amen? Let's review and then I'll give you number three. So number one is what? He strengthened himself in the Lord. Number two, he inquired of the Lord. He prayed first, he sought God, he asked God, Lord, shall I pursue them? And the Lord says, pursue them. And so then he went. And number three is pursue and recover. Pursue and recover. See, pursue is is a word that where you have to take action. And this is where it gets dicey because we can, we can try to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and we can pray. But then when God tells us to do something, then that's when we're like, oh, that might be a little bit much, God. Like, hey, can you just send, you know, a windstorm or some lightning to strike them down and then I'll... No, but usually when God calls us to do something, it requires faith. See, faith without works is dead. This year, as we move into a new year, God is going to speak to you. God is going to reveal things to you in this time of praying and fasting. And you're going to have to make a decision. Will you pursue it? Will you pursue your purpose? Will you pursue the plans of God on your life? Will you pursue the dreams and the business ideas and the ministry and the things that God is laying in your heart? See, many of us just sit on it and we just wait and we wait and we wait. Come on, I know it's good to wait upon the Lord, but there's a moment where you got to pursue and recover. Because God is saying that I have things that I'm going to have you recover this year. Things that the enemy had stolen from you. Things that the, the locusts had taken from you. And the Lord is speaking. I believe this is to somebody here tonight. That God is saying you've got to pursue in order to recover. It's not going to just come right into your lap. You've got to pursue God more than you ever have before. See, and even in the midst of pursuing, guess what happened? There was a little snag. There was a little bump in it. So he was taking 600 men. And then it says he came to this spot. And it said 200 men were too exhausted. See, in that moment when we hit the first snag, when we hit the first road bump or what roadblock or whatever it is, we're just like, okay, that must be, God. That must be a sign, God. I'm not going to do it anymore. 
But what did David do? He said, okay, you guys stay here. The 400 of us are going because the strength was not in them. They knew that it was all about God. And sometimes we try to do things in our own strength. And sometimes even like a Gideon, he dwindles down our army till there's hardly anything there. So why? So God gets the glory. Some of you, God is setting up such an amazing miracle. It looks like hell right now. It looks like everything's falling apart, but just get ready. Just hold on. Don't give up. Up. keep going because if you do watch what God will do he will come and you will pursue and you will recover and you will see a miracle so they come to this point that God leads them to the very place where this army had taken all of the wives and the sons all their all their spoils and they defeat them and they recover everything. It said, I love it in the scripture. It says, they reco David recovered everything. Everybody say everything. I'm going to claim the everything. Anybody want to claim recover everything? Debt cancellation, increase. Come on, anointing, favor, those things that the enemy has robbed from you. The areas where you've been depressed or you've been beaten down. Let me tell you, God wants to give that back to you, but you gotta pursue it and seek God. Some of you have been so brokenhearted. I just feel this right now. I don't know who you are, whether you're watching online, but you've been so brokenhearted. And you have felt like you can barely breathe because of some of the news that has happened and come your way. But the Lord says you need to arise, that he is going to give you strength, that you're going to walk in victory, that he's going to order your steps and you are going to see victory as you go and you move forward to the things that God has for you. Amen. But lastly, they recover everything. And on their way back from recovering everything, they come to those 200 men that were too exhausted. How would you feel if you were the 400 and you saw the 200 sitting there, laying there? See, this is what's very interesting. Actually, Pastor Colleen and I were talking about this this afternoon, and it's a pretty amazing revelation. Because as they came back, David, I love David, he said, he came back to the men that were too exhausted. He said, How are you doing? How are you? And then it says, but the, all the evil men and troublemakers among David's followers said, because they did not go out with us, they will not share with the plunder that was recovered. However, they can get their wives and their children and whatever else we want. So you have two responses of people as they come back. And you know, we were talking that it's so easy to judge those that are exhausted. It's so easy to judge and to, to just kind of say, well, you know, forget you, you're going through it. But you know what, I believe that many of us, how many of you have ever gone through a pretty rough season? I remember over a year ago, I went through a really, really hard season and I couldn't even put words to what was going on. I felt overwhelmed, I felt burnt out. I'm a people person and I don't want to see people. It was a spiritual attack. It was a physical attack on my body. It was like, it was, it was rough. Actually, this sermon was birthed all those months ago because I needed to strengthen myself in the Lord. It was hard. And I'm a pastor, but we're human. And it's easy to throw judgments. It's easy to say, oh, well, they were too tired, so they shouldn't get anything. But you know, I believe in these moments, it says that we can carry each other's burdens. And maybe there's somebody in your life group, maybe there's somebody in your ministry that's just struggling, that needs you to speak life over them, that needs to be like a David who just fought the fight of his life, but yet comes back and says, how are you doing? And he said, no, 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 no. They will get 
just as what we get because we are family, because we are brothers, because we're together. Come on, we are the body of Christ. We can easily dismiss people and say, well, forget it. But I believe part of the victory is not just you getting the victory, but it's bringing others with you to get the victory as well. Those that barely can walk, those that are being beat up by the enemy, that it's our job in 2021 to grab their hand and say, come on, you're coming to destiny. You're gonna fulfill your purpose, amen? He said this, no, my brothers, you must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and delivered into our hands the raiding party that came against us. See, David constantly looked to God and he knew that it was not by his hands that they won, but it was by the Lord's. So right now, I just, in closing, I just wanna ask you, you know, in reflection of 2020, many of us have gone through different things but this is a moment to say, God, even if I've experienced loss, even if I've gone through heartache, even if I've gone through brokenness, whatever it is that you've gone through, I believe that God wants to give you a victory. But I believe that we have to do these three things. We have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We have to get in his word. We have to remember, don't forget the things that God has done in your life. You gotta worship. Number two, you've got to inquire of the Lord. We've got to pray more than we've ever prayed before. We've got to hear God's voice, not the, all the voices around us. But then we've got to pursue and we've got to take action and we've got to move forward for the things that God has for us. And I believe if we do that, we will recover. We will see the miracles. We will see the signs and wonders. We will see the prodigal sons and daughters come home. Grace, you can come to the piano with every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. I hope the word encouraged you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the King Central Podcast. God bless you. Walk in power and walk in the fullness of that which God has given you.